Welcome to Growing Up Fire with Jamie Coots. Seahawk, it is our commitment to you that you have complete access to the top professionals, industry experts, and products for your fire service. We stand by the service and products we provide. We are proud of our past and we are constantly listening to our customers and exploring new ways to bring better options to the fire service. This is Seahawk. High level, safety, service, security. Please visit our website at www.seahawkservice.ca or give us a call at 1-888-791-4210. All right, welcome to Growing Up Fire, Season 2, Episode 25. I'm here in Muskush PEI with Kenny and Travis. How's it going, boys? It's going good. Going good, you? Yeah, good. Everyone's all straight, nervous. What's going to happen? What's he going to say? No one knows what I'm going to say. That's why they listen. (laughs) All right, I never actually, I don't know how old you guys are, but uh, I want to hear about the story about when you know you wanted to be a firefighter. Who's going to go first? Flip a coin. I'll go first. Of course, um, Kenny's going to go first. Travis, you knew Kenny was going to go first. Yeah, that's why I was letting him take it. That's all right. Take the heat. I knew I wanted to be a firefighter since uh, I was old enough to uh, see my father running out the door. I mean, we live pretty close to the hall, so seeing the trucks go by and the excitement at a young age leads to big desire whenever you <laughs> get to the proper age to get in. I am... 22 now, I'm a lieutenant with the department. Ooh, 22, he's LT already. Already, yeah, growing up quick. Yes. Do opinions vary on that, Kenny? Should I ask around? They do. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see how it goes. Yeah, that's good. So your dad was a firefighter. Was his dad a firefighter? No. No, so you're second generation. Second generation. Ooh. No pressure, eh? Big rains. You got all the, your mom was all terrified for you, and she's over that yep, now? Yeah, yeah, she's over that now. Nice. I think. Is she over it? Sometimes she stays awake there <laughs> whenever we leave at night, but. <laughs> the house gets quiet, eh? The house gets quiet. I think most uh, moms and wives would say that. All right, Travis, your turn. I knew since I was nine years old, when I was nine, we had lost my house into a house fire. And after seeing that, I realized what everybody did for us, and. I just want to do the same thing. It's a good thing you went first, Kenny. That's hard to come back from if yeah. you would have went first. Eh? So as soon as I turned 18, I... Wow, so your house caught on fire. The night of my birthday, actually. Nobody got hurt, though. No. Nope. It was just the night of your birthday. The night of my birthday, yeah. It's only nine candles. It shouldn't have been that big a problem. Yeah, I don't know what Not happened. Not like my house now. I don't know what happened with the nine candles. Like, I don't know if I didn't blow them out. If oh, yeah, wow. Them. So you had the big happy birthday, got all your new presents, and then your house caught on fire. Yeah, I had went to my cousins for the night, and... Everybody was out of the house beside my father. He was home for the night, but I think the smoke had woke him, and then he left the house once it happened. Wow. Complete loss. Holy smokes. Yeah. So you see the community reach out, and the fire department was there, and so yeah. You just... Once I seen how much the community come together to help us out, and seeing all the firemen, firewomen there do their thing, I realized that it's time my turn to try to do it if I can. Wow. As soon as I turned eighteen, I put an application in here, and I got on and. Never left since. So how long you been here now? I think it'd be... Math is hard for five years. <laughs> I think it's eight years this year. Eight years already. Yeah. 
Holy smokes. And you started right when you were 18 too, Kenny? Uh, no, I started when I was 14. I got in as a junior. Oh, a junior firefighter. Okay, that's yeah. cool. Yep. I also moved up to lieutenant rank this year as well with Kenny. Oh, we pair of lieutenants. We both got the promotion this I got year. It. Both hands now. I got a salute with both yeah, hands. Two hands. <laughs> wow. Okay. So what? It, yeah. Let's get right into that then. So you're lieutenants, right? So now you're officers in the fire service. You're in charge of people. How did that change things for you? It's a bit of a step back, realizing that you can't do everything now. You gotta let people do other things to learn. Yeah, it sucks. Eh? You can't be first through the door no, and first on the tools and first on the. You got to yeah. show them how to use a tool and get the tool for right. them and help them use it. And Wait till you're the chief. It's no. really horrible. <laughs> Never get to do anything really fun. Stand on the Kenny will take that position. I'll stay back. Yeah. That's it. That's the track. What is your dad here, a captain? No, dad just stayed as a firefighter. He's one of the smart ones. He's the smart one. He, he still kicks the, the door and in. and He likes going in the tanker. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You always have people at every fire department that are like that, right? Just no interest in that extra moving up, moving on yeah. sort of thing, right? comfortable he'll get in the truck if we need him yeah if we need him in our attack truck he'll hop in with us to help us and go with that yeah but he'd rather have his if his nice smooth sailing tanker going with tim Horton's coffee in this hand <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> i can I'll close my eyes and see him right now just smiling away cruising down the there's road. been a few calls where i've come down the stairs and he's at the coffee maker making a coffee because living so close it's yeah you got time <laughs> we got time to make a quick coffee right and... <laughs> yeah so everyone listening doesn't know that you live like four doors down from the yeah, fire hall exactly you get to open the door Response time is pretty good put your gear on take it off because it wasn't on right put it back on <laughs> and then sit there and wait, <laughs> <Yeah>. and wait. <laughs> can't open the doors too soon because it get too cold too you gotta cold. wait time it just right yeah wow so being a lieutenant, so you got to take a step back and start to teach. But do you also find it's kind of like that assistant coach thing where now people are looking up to you to say, how do I do this? And yep. All right. Do you like that part? Don't like that part? I like that part. I mean, I spend a lot of my time. I try to spend as much time as I can down at the fire school. So I try to keep up with the learning and the change in the fire dynamics. And we have a younger department. So it's nice that, you know, the younger guys are looking up to. I mean, I'm not that old, but I mean, still, yeah, there's, sounds there's funny a, coming out of your there's mouth. A, there's a younger crew around, and yeah, they're interested, and they're so asking the ones questions. just getting started, yeah, right? exactly, right. And I remember when I was 18 and first started. I mean, I was very gung ho and eager to learn, and yeah, I knew from a very whenever I got in at 18 that I wanted to be in our pumper, and I wanted to be the guy in the tools and guys in the nozzle, and I still remember that day. You, when he started, that. I still remember that day when Kenny did that. Yeah. What call was it? Oh, I don't remember exactly the call, but I remember when you wanted to get in that truck and just go. Yep. Still do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? We need people to step up too, right? I tell my own son that all the time. Is he didn't want to be an officer either, but uh, it almost gets thrust upon you at certain points because you're the most eager and you're coming down and you mm -hmm. go into the school and you learn a lot. And all of a sudden there's this expectation that you got to pass that on to the next group of people, right? Mm -hmm. If no one ever moves up, if no one ever wants to be the officer, we're never really going to get any direction that we need with the fire service, right? So exactly. my hat's off to the two of you for doing it. It's not always easy, but it's fun to move up too. You'll see. It just yep. you know takes time <laughs> as you, the higher you go, so I complain about it all the time because I get to do less and less, but it is also nice to help set direction mm -hmm. to see how people look up to you to get the training and to kind of understand what's in your head. So it's not just rocks. I promise you there's a few things in there. <laughs> but, <Some marbles>. uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you talked a little bit about the school. Let's just jump right to that. I was yep. going to save that for later, but 
I'm still so impressed by the PEI Firefighters Association School and all the things that go on there. So you're both instructors there. You both went there and took your training, your initial training, right? Are you guys as impressed as me when you go there and look at all the different props and different buildings? And Yeah. I mean, every time you go there, you're learning something new. If you're not learning, you might as well not be there. That's how we always tell everybody. You're going to walk into that school and learn something new every day. All right. That's the big thing with down there is the group of instructors that is down there is extraordinary. I mean, they do anything for you. They love teaching you and showing you how it goes and all the new things. That are going on, yeah. So when you're there, let's start, Kenny. What's your favorite place to be when you're at the PEI Firefighter Association School? Uh, I'd be definitely in the live simulators. Okay, <laughs> in the big the, green buildings. Yeah, and... taking the students through and doing the live runs and stuff. Yeah. Yep. And what's your favorite part of that? Just having the ability to take the students in and kind of show them what I was learned in my training and just yeah. kind of pass that down because I know it was important to me when I got it taken. Yeah. So being able to pass it on down to them in the proper way to, to do your training and your searches. and Being in that dangerous yeah, right? area where you can't see and can't. Uh, exactly. Yeah, and okay. having, uh, having students look up to you is kind of a good feeling. Yeah, for sure. No question. Travis, what's your favorite spot? Well. I do like the live fire, like Kenny was saying, but my favorite one would be there's a specific day. It's called Save Your Own. So they'll run through. You would have went through the building with all the props with the ladders and ropes. You're going through that as if you were stuck in a house and you're getting yourself out. That is my favorite day. You're doing a lot of exercise that day. You're going through your breaching walls. You're crawling through small spaces. And the program's called Save Your Own. That's what we call it. Okay. Yeah, Save Your Own. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. It's the one day is dedicated just for that. Every firefighter makes three runs through it. They're allowed to use more than a bottle, but they would prefer if you just use one full bottle of air. That gives you about twenty minutes to go through the whole run. The whole the run is pretty difficult. I mean, you're you got a push pull simulator to simulate pulling a ceiling, pushing a ceiling, yeah, stuff like that. You're breaching a wall, going through some gyp rock and. Oh, I was walking around in there, upstairs, downstairs. I was in firefighter heaven there. Yeah. I couldn't wait to get home last night and shoot that off to different training places <laughs> that, you know, different trainers I know. So I don't know if they actually told you, but there's a search building inside of there underneath where the Savior Own is. That's actually Miles Bolter's house. That's what, yeah. So they were saying that, like it's a layout of his actual yeah, house, it's, right? Yeah, it's exactly built as his house. That's what he wanted yeah. when he was designing the building. That's what he told him. I want this exactly like my house. I got to tell you, when I was there and we were walking through all that stuff, it's not very often that I can feel pride, right? You see it yeah. when you go places, but like to, I just felt like I was in a special place there. And I don't know if it's just because it's a firefighter thing and we're talking about firefighter training and they were talking about Miles and all the time that he put in and a few of the other guys that kind of helped build up the school. And, and you could just, I don't know, it was just a sense, like a feeling that I had that I better not rush through it, mm. right? And I probably went even slower than they wanted me to, but to just be there and listen to everyone talk and to kind of see every little thing, right? That you could take those whole stairs that are there and put that plywood over top of it. And now the stairs have disappeared. Yeah. The little pea patch. So you could actually look through and see the people in the room. Just everything seemed like it had such a special purpose and people had thought it all through. Very well thought right? out, yeah. You know, even the confined space prop where you could come from one area up to the other area and just, I built a lot of training props in my time and, and built a, a pretty big training area, mm -hmm. but I went there and saw 10 things that I would steal tomorrow if I was, yeah. right? Ron was making fun of me because he kept telling Kenny, 
stop telling him everything. You can't take everything. <laughs> we were taking pictures and having such an amazing time. Like I just, I didn't want to leave. We were sitting in the suburban at the end of the day and I'm still like, I don't want to leave. We're, I just want to sit here and look at it some more and talk about it some more. So we're very fortunate yeah. to, uh, to have a facility like that at our arm's reach. <laughs> There's usually probably a good 30 instructors that are down there on training days, especially your live fire days. You're guaranteed to have a lot of instructors to help out too. Everybody's eager to go down and help for that. Yeah, which makes it that much better too, right? You don't have to, it's not four or five instructors that are kind of getting the crap beat out of them all day. Everybody pitches in and helps out. And, you know, we certainly don't do any of this for the money, right? It's If you don't do it for the pride and the the dedication towards the service, then why would you do it? And you could feel that there. It was... It was like it was surrounding you the whole time. So I love that. I think that a lot of places in Canada could actually learn from this, right? This is kind of a smaller geographical area. So instead of building four or five different training centers, which probably easily could have happened here, Mm -hmm. right? Everyone could have started building their own and doing whatever they want. Everybody just went all in to this one big training center. All the instructors go there. All the students go there. Corporations that help out with the different things, they could just give the money to one place. So it's a good idea, right? That I hope can spread to other places Mm. be proud of the work that you get to do there be proud of being part of that i would say no question all right so in this job every single one of us we have a different path through this right you started because of you know seeing your dad run out the door right you started because of the the house fire and the things that went on that when you see yourselves right and this is probably hard you're both pretty young guys but when you close your eyes and you see yourselves at the end of all this do you see yourself in the chief position Right now, I'll admit it, no. I don't want to be there. I'd rather stay down where I can potentially still go inside of a house and help someone and rip down some walls, find a base of a fire, put it out. I enjoy doing that stuff. Yeah? Yeah. I can definitely second Travis's opinion. (laughs) I think uh, right now I'm at a good spot with my age and energy level to do the tasks that need to be done. In another X amount of years, if the health was still there and I could still be in the hall, then yeah, I oh, could probably see myself. The further as a, your health goes, the easier it is to be chief. Oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> bad back, bad knees, bad brain. Just sign up. We got, we got you. We got to have a job for everyone, even at the end. That's a, don't worry about that. Yeah, I think you watch me climb up the stairs. You almost had to help me. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> You know, we got the golden ticket. I say that over and over and over. Being a firefighter, doesn't matter, volunteer, part paid, full-time, oil field, industrial, airport, any kind, pick a kind, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. We got the golden ticket, right? And so I just want you to take a second and think about what is the number one thing that you love about being a firefighter? If you could sum it up into a sentence or two. Seeing a smile on kids' faces when you help them. When the kids see that fire truck drive by, they're waving at it. Anything doesn't matter. Like At the school, the parade, the, yeah, stopped in for a tour. Yeah. Yeah. I still get a charge out of that. Just seeing the kids. 33 happen. years later, I still get a charge out of that. Yeah. Especially when you can take the time to, you know, maybe go up and speak to them. And yeah, because we were there, me and Travis both. And I think every firefighter was probably there at one point of their childhood not me i got drunk and decided to be a fireman <laughs> but uh that's another story for another day no continue <laughs> the, uh, so how about you that you have something different or you're gonna stick with Travis's no like answer? helping the community i mean my father and i are very community-minded people and i think going to people's houses and you know being able to 
put in the time and put in the effort and help out their worst days to exactly like Travis said, put a smile, whether it's an adult, a child or yeah. anybody help out helping. Yeah. I'm going to keep a little more real. I love kicking down doors and smashing out windows and yeah. chainsawing a hole in the wall. And right. I get that it's people's worst day, but it's going to be their worst day, whether I'm doing that or not, yeah. I might as well get a charge out of it. Right. So like, my wife's here, so I'm trying not to make eye contact. But all those days I was in those fires where I thought, I don't know if we'll make it out of this. Those are my funnest days, yeah. right? Um, one leg buried through the floor after the floor collapsed or, you know, the roof caved in on top of us and we're trying to dig our way out of there. And I could, like, virtually remember, like, you know, it's a trailer fire. We're not going to be crushed by the roof. We're going to get out of this and be thinking, like, this rocks, <laughs> Right. All this training we did, all this crazy we're stuff, all this gear. We're, right. We're in here. We're putting this house out. We're ripping it apart. We're getting things done. Don't get me wrong. I never minimize the fact that we could be killed. Right. And I certainly have almost been lots of times. But just being in the battle, being in the heat of it, being in the I mean, that's what I live for, that adrenaline rush. Right. So that's why I kind of hate chief and you're not doing that stuff anymore. <laughs> I loved it when my kids would look up to me and, the, you know, that special look they had in their eye when, hey, this is my dad. He's a fireman. I love that. I love that. But not as much as I love being uh, right. Trying to get someone out of a car and it, it's really technical and you're I'm happy to be there. I'm happy to be helping them out. And but to me, it's not as charged up as being in a fire like there's being inside of a fire when no one else is in there and you're spraying the hose and smashing out the walls and doing all the things we do there's just something different about that right yeah that's a whole never another level that other people you can't explain right i could say it to you too because you get it yeah right no one else gets it if you haven't been in there you haven't been in that heat you haven't been in that right like i can remember one day searching around i don't know if you guys are old enough to remember this but we used to have lights you could touch with your hand mm -hmm. and they would turn on and we we're in this room and we're searching along and all of a sudden the room just lit up like christmas <laughs> we're done <laughs> but it was just this stupid lamp we hit right i remember doing that at a fire one time it was an old trailer <laughs> we walked in we were searching and somebody hit it i'm like whoa what was that who did that and then the TV was on. We found the TV was on later on. And like, it was really creeped out by it, but. And then the true firefighter way, we actually dead stopped and got the other team that was in the hallway to come in and actually showed them the whole <laughs> 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 house is on fire. And we're like, check this out. We're hitting the lamp, right? The firefighters will understand. Everyone else will judge us. That's okay. That's how it goes. But uh, it's those pieces that we all get. I know other guys that. You know, to be on the tools and to be executing people, that's what they live for, right? And there is a very good feeling with taking a nozzle anywhere, car fire, into a building fire, anything like that. It's hard. You watch the movie Burn and you see those guys from Detroit just going crazy inside there. Yeah. You're like, why would anyone do that? But once you're a firefighter, then you're like, oh, yeah. I understand why. That's unreal. I want to go to Detroit. <laughs> Some of those big fires we got to be on, it was just house fire after house fire after house fire after house fire. And it's just like, wow, you could try every kind of nozzle, you could try every kind of pattern, you could try everything you could ever think of because there was so many houses to try and put out, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, that's it. It's good that we talk about all those pieces, right? And I think, you know, at the end of the day, what makes this job great is that all of those pieces fit together like that. doesn't matter if we're talking to the kids at the school or helping at a medical call or doing a fire or rescue. It's all the same. Right? You're there to help. And that's why we all signed up. But yeah, some of it charges up different people for different things. Right. So 
All right. Let's talk a little bit about the good, the bad, and the ugly, because I think that not everybody realizes that there's those parts to the job. We just talked about some of the heart pounding, right? The rushes that we get from this. Um, then there's the bad parts that we don't really like to talk about. On my show, we try to always talk about it, but yeah. you know what we have to see and go through and how we get through all of those things, right? And then the super ugly parts where maybe you know, you're from a small, Muskush is a small place and bad things happen to people here that you know and, and we gotta get through all those, right? So as you've progressed, so far in your career, how do you find that you handle the good, the bad, and the ugly? Definitely sitting up here in our meeting room, talking with everybody after the calls, if something happened, nobody just goes home after that call. We'll come upstairs and have a chat, whether it's with one other firefighter, whether it's with 10 firefighters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do the debrief and have yeah. the chat and see how everyone's doing, check the temperature. Yeah. Yeah, good, that's good for sure. One upstairs, have a bottle of water, maybe a can of beer if we have to, or yeah, whatever it takes to yeah something. Yeah, a little different at your house, Kenny, because you and Dad can keep talking about it. But yeah, exactly. Got to shelter Mum a bit, maybe. Yeah, Mum's sick <laughs> out for. <laughs> no, she plays a big part of it too. So does Dad, and we're both very active and with living so close and uh, with knowing a lot of people in the community can be hard too. Not too many addresses don't come across the pager that we probably can't speak a name of whose house we're going to be going to. That's and right, yeah. With the job that you have, you're visiting yeah, everyone's right. house. So and it's not too hard to drive down Main Street here and say this is so-and-so's house and maybe get called to it and have to deal with whether it's a cardiac event to a just simple chest pain or just having a bad day. I mean, I think goes a long way with returning to the hall and, you know, talking about it, getting it off your chest, and then if it leads into more you can talk to your parents and for me too because we're with mom and dad's position so yeah there's so many things now that are available to us there never was before right i think that i can't get over that actually we got some guys that are struggling at work right now and you're just so happy for them and so proud of the fire service for having all of the different things that can help them that was never there before right when i started if you didn't find a sympathetic ear you know it was either basically find someone that say it'll be okay and talk you through it or suck it up kid and get back to work. That was the two choices, right? I was lucky in my career and found, well, lots of both probably, different times for different things, but you know, got a lot of help on the mental side to get through it. But I still this day, sometimes think I'm a bit bulletproof for the things I've seen and done and here, and I have to help out. You gotta remember, I gotta help out all the other people that call and get all their stuff dumped on me. And someday if it does fall off the tracks, I'm sure it'll go all the way off, but it's uh, nice to know that all those supports are there. You know, even if you don't need them, they're there for the ones that do. And it's there's not no... just a matter of shoving it under the mat anymore. I think it's, uh, exactly. I think people got to talk about stuff. We recently just took on a fire chaplain here. Oh, cool. Yeah. So he's actually a chaplain at a church and he's a part of our fire department for any serious calls. He'll come in and yeah. he won't preach God to us, but he'll talk to us about what we need to hear. And It's what I love about those guys, right? They know when to inject the religion and not, and but they're just awesome counselors, right? They, yeah. they got that ability to listen to people, right? And talk to people that nobody else really kind of gets, right? Yeah. You got to appreciate that. Acres Emergency Vehicles, a message from our community. A person who is risking his or her life to save the lives and properties of others deserves something as reliable as an Acres Emergency Vehicle. This is our mission, to thank these people with the best gift we can, our best effort. Our commitment includes a firefighter-driven design, manufacturing integrity, personal and professional service. 
we are here to serve. We guarantee personal and professional service every step of the way. Acres Emergency Vehicles, built for a life of service. Please visit our website at www.acresev.ca. So you've been here for a few years now. You've seen all kinds of calls. What are some of the calls that stick out? They don't have to be the most grisly. You don't have to relive anything. But what are some of the big ones that stick out for you? Uh, Besides your own house fire, I guess, yeah. when you're nine. Well, I've had one here. I don't know how long ago it would have been, but we went in to find the fire, and we thought it was upstairs, but it was actually in the basement. And when we went in the house, I had walked in the house, and there was two other guys in front of me, and I almost went through the floor of the house. Didn't know nothing about it, but I felt a weak spot, and then my foot kind of slipped in the hole, and I said, I told the boys to get a move on and get into that basement so I could get out of there. I didn't want to go in that hole, but that was probably my scariest call that I had with them. Something that uh, will stick in your mind forever, right? Make sure You'll you sound, sound the floor differently. Make sure now. I sound that floor a little harder <laughs> next time. You know, and that relates right back to being at the fire school, and they got two or three different places in the school where they've set up the fake floor so you can hear floor. it or feel it when you step on it. So. Yeah. That's that's a good one for sure. How about you, Kenny? What what resonates for me? Something that always will stick with me would be the uh, Shane fire up in Wellington. It was a senior's home. A little rundown on the call. It was a Monday night. We we're four of us were here at the hall. My father called and he said, "I think Wellington's got a fire call." And he said, "Okay." I was like, "Well, we'll stick around the hall or whatever." Anyway, uh, sure enough, I turned on the provincial radio and we started listening to kind of see what was going on and. The first thing that's getting yelled across the radio is the chief from Wellington yelling at dispatch, uh, asking for help, like asking for Musquish and Time Valley, like get them here. We got residents trapped and this senior home's on fire. So automatically we all jumped in the truck and we go up and fairly quick trip up to Wellington. I mean, that wouldn't be what, more than 10 minutes of a drive? And Oh, you get there in a regular drive and no more than seven minutes. I didn't have all my uh, straps on my BA yet. Like it was a quick trip up and we get into the parking lot and pull in and uh, there was a bunch of RCMP there, which was kind of weird. We usually we have to yeah. wait for, have to wait, but uh, they were there and uh, they had residents double stacked in their back seats and in their front seats and some with no clothes on, some with just not, like, they did not expect to be getting woken up at these hours of night. And it was wintertime too. Like there was oh, a lot so of snow on the ground. Yeah, cold it outside. Yeah, it was freezing. Cold. Okay. So they were getting uh, put into the RCMP vehicles, trying to stay warm. I got out of the truck and went to uh, the Wellington chief. And I know the building from working, uh, doing the plumbing and heating in the building. And he said, I want you to go search this wing. So four of us went in and we each, uh, two of us took the left side, two of us took the right. And we, we searched the rooms all the way down. And then we got to uh, kind of the center part, like where the cafeteria was in the center. And we met up with another bunch of Wellington firefighters. And I still remember this day, they kept saying to me, oh, my God, the, the floor is warm. Like, there's in-floor heat in this building. And I kept telling them, I'm like, there's no in-floor heat in this building. No way. Yeah. I'm telling you, there's, there's not. So uh, anyway, we quickly get out of the building after the building was searched, cleared, and we went into the uh, basement. And sure enough, the whole basement was on fire. Just kind of seeing the residents in that worrying state and, like, some of the look in their eyes. Like, I remember... As soon as I opened the door to go into that the far corridor, there was a guy and he was begging for his shoes. But like, you can't go back for your shoes. Like, yeah, go on and <laughs> go sit in the car and warm up. And yeah, 
but some of the most vulnerable, right? I mean, yes, that's for what sure, with right? the seniors, the, the kids and the seniors, right? We all start the same. We all end the same, right? So, <laughs> Yeah. No, that'd be probably one of my calls. I mean, we've done some medical call stuff. I know two or three cardiac arrests that have been, you know, not just friends, but kind of one that was like a family member. And yeah. so them stick with you too, but not that you want to, like I just said earlier, shove it under the map, but you kind of got to talk about it and yeah. work your way through it. For me, it's simple, right? Is there more we could have did? No. Then I did everything I could do. So I'm out. That's, exactly. Uh, I think once I got my brain that way, way back when I was 18 years old, then it was easier for me to just move along right sometimes there's lots we can do sometimes there's nothing we can do as long as we did what we could do when we could do it what's left for us right mm -hmm. we didn't cause it so you just cause and effect right we do what we can and move on all right so if i was to ask around pei what would people tell me are kind of your top skills let's start with kenny what would people say in what are you good service? at yeah in the fire service what are you good at yeah, I'm not going to call your ex-girlfriends. <laughs> about the fire service. <laughs> in the fire service, I think we're very good to come together when the communities are in time of need. I mean, that shows previous storms and hurricanes. Yeah. Help me out, Travis. No, what's know. Kenny good at? What are you love running the tools? You run love yep. in the pump. You what are you? What are you? Nozzle. Nozzle. Get me on the nozzle. Yeah, Get me you on love the being the guy first through exactly. the door. Yep. Yeah. And. Uh, with the lieutenant's position, I mean, you're either on the nozzle or you're right behind them going in and helping them too. So it's. So you're kind of in your favorite spot yeah, right now. Exactly. You get to decide. Yeah. Nice. Travis, how about you? What would people say is your skills? I like the tools. I'll grab a halligan and go behind Kenny with that nozzle and I'll use that halligan all day. Yeah, just break everything apart yeah, and rather, smash it all over. I'd rather do that. Let yeah. Kenny work that nozzle. I mean, if he needs a hand, I'll grab that nozzle, but. Travis, the wrecking train? Yeah. <laughs> Not that bad. Yeah, it's good though. You need that. Yeah, a couple times, maybe. A couple times. Yeah, you got to rip this part, rip that apart, right? It's oh, not yeah. easy work either. Like, oh, it's just drywall. Yeah, okay. Come Try rip the whole roof out and see how you feel about it. Just drywall until you hit that stud in the wall. Exactly. Tell me how that feels. <laughs> yeah, or you got to rip two apart or With whatever. Your back on and yeah. the extra gear and heat. No, I definitely like the tools. I'd rather stay away from the jaws, personally. Is that right? I don't mind the car accidents, but I'd rather not. Yeah, you didn't just sign up for that, right? It's all, I think we all have different things. Like I'm vomit and broken bones. People puke around me, I'm puking, that's it. And, and broken bones are like my kryptonite, right? Even when I was coaching hockey, kid be like, you think that's broke? Oh, jeez. gross. Get that away. Put that thing away. Yeah. Right? And so we'd go to car accidents and it, uh, you know, I've seen every internal organ on the outside. Doesn't bug me, but you get a good S bend in an arm. Oh, I'm throwing up almost for sure, right? So we all have our things that we're good at and that we're not good at. And along the way, I would say that my career changed. And that's kind of why I ask you guys. It'll be fun to think back to this later on. And, you know, I would say there's times I was good on the nozzle. And then there's times I got to be a good pump operator, right, and driver. From there, probably moved on to be a decent extrication specialist, right? And then little bit with the officer like when i was first an officer i was horrible i was probably one of the worst there ever was we definitely could find some people to back that up right but you got to learn and get better and figure it out and go through so yeah i think you'll find that it changes as your career goes through but it's cool to 
to hear that you've got some skills that you know you're good at, right? And that you're proud of. And I think that's how it should be with firefighters, right? Because you're going to show those pieces, Travis, to whoever you're working with. And mm -hmm. Kenny's going to show his pieces and someone else is showing them how to do the pumping and someone else is showing them how to do the, the hydraulic tools. And it just kind of goes from there. And that's how you get a nice, well-rounded firefighter, right? All right. So I don't know, Travis, if you've been before or not, but Kenny, you go to Ottawa, yep. right? And when I look around your fire hall, you certainly have all kinds of different things. And, and one thing that really sticks out when you walk up to the front of your building, there's a big memorial of all the firefighters who have passed away. And on that list, there's one it's a line of duty death yep. you come upstairs and that's there right and so i know that you go to ottawa right to pay tribute to that person yep. you want to talk a little bit about that yeah actually um mike was um the uh, leader of the junior firefighter program when i first joined sadly enough i joined on a wednesday night and he passed thursday morning the day after i become a junior so that was kind of my first like I don't know, home hitter of like, you're on the fire department now. This has happened and come to the hall and be around with the guys and stuff. And so knowing Mike and then being able to go to Ottawa to pay tribute to him is something that I like doing because, I don't know, yeah. it means a lot to me. Every it, year. Yeah. 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 Travis? I've never been to Ottawa, but. Like Kenny said, I've known Mike for a couple of years that I've been on an apartment and he was a guy you could always chat with no matter what happened. I remember getting in our heavy rescue with him and once you sat in that passenger seat, he would look right at you straight in the face and say, if you don't floor this thing, you're not going nowhere. Drive it like you stole it. <laughs> nice. And he's not lying. If you want to drive that truck, you got to drive it like you stole it. Yeah. So you get in there and get going. And yeah. But no, that day will stick with everybody in this department forever. Yeah. The day that that happened, everybody will remember that. No question. And even people that don't remember it, remember it through the stories, right? Yeah, oh, exactly. And I think so when I see things like the monument you have out front and, and the memorial you have inside for them and getting to meet you guys over in Ottawa and, yeah. and chat some more over there, you could just, you could feel what it means to people and, mm -hmm. and all of the things that go with that. Yeah. Again, you know, the Canadian Fallen Firefighters Foundation memorial site in Ottawa, you can't really go there without feeling it. It's, again, not a thing you see. It, it's a thing you feel. Yeah. And so I like going over there, too, and, and seeing uh, a bunch of names that I know and, and remembering them and all the stories. And, right, it's a sad day and a happy day all into one yeah. thing. And you um, get to meet people like yourself. And, you know, <laughs> like I've noticed, I don't know exactly how many years, let's say I've been going for the last four years or so, but you get to see them people and now you're starting to get a name basis even with guys in ottawa and even with guys like from slave lake or you see the people and it's pretty good brotherhood <laughs> it's pretty cool to me that uh, when you go there everyone's equal yeah right you could go into any room full of firefighters and talk to them about anything firefighting yeah and you just know like i get to travel around so every fire hall i go to it's just you're welcome mm -hmm. right it doesn't matter where you go. I could be in Montreal and I can't even speak the language and I'm pounding on the door and, <laughs> you know, we try to get through and they're like, yeah, get in here and look around, right? As soon as they know you're a firefighter, it's good to go. And, and I think all of these conferences and ceremonies that we go to and all these different things are kind of what tie us all together as a fire service, right? You know, I was out there yesterday and three guys are showing us around all over the fire school and they're so proud. And then that, 
attaches us to three more people and three yeah. more and this afternoon we're going to go drive around and see some fire halls and everyone will be so proud of their fire department and so proud to be part of the fire service we all think our fire department's the best which we should that's that's how it should be you should be super proud of your own but you're also quick to show it off to everyone yeah. and so those parts are good so what other kind of conferences can you go to over in pei what else do you guys have i think there's the maritime chiefs conference okay Mostly your chief or deputy chief or yeah, maybe even you're not up there yet. That. <laughs> yeah, I think that might be it. Have you ever been over to like uh, FDIC, the Maritimes one? Over? I have not. No? We kind of talked about it this year, but we never got around to going to it. Yeah, I've heard a lot of I got to tell you, like, talk to your chief and try and get some people fired up. And right, so FDIC Atlantic's just over in uh, Wolfville, Nova Scotia. If you get a chance, go over there. Right. I mean, you do do things here right at your own school right where people show up you were just talking about one of the days that you do and you know those things are all good too but sometimes it's even nice to get farther out mm. of the bubble and and go see the things so i would say for many many years at the start of my career i always just said no i didn't like to travel i didn't like to be away from my family and be away from home then my kids turned into teenagers and i was looking for any excuse to go so i did <laughs> Now it's like, uh, I'm sad when I don't get to go to Ottawa to the CFFF and people will be like, Hey, we'll see you there. Oh no, I can't make it this year. I didn't go last year for the first time and for a long time. And it was the first one back from COVID. So everyone was excited. And so, yeah, I always say it's a good place to learn and, and good, uh, any training you can do collectively, right? Sometimes training, whether it be hands-on or sometimes even just training and talking about different fire services and different techniques is goes a long way too. Right. So let's talk a little bit about mutual aid. We're talking about training now anyways, right? And here, I can't remember, there's the Prince, the Queens and the Kings areas. Yep. Which one are you guys in? Prince. 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 Okay. So in the Prince mutual aid agreement, right? Where you all, you can train together, you can call each other for different calls. Mm -hmm. Give me some ideas of the training that you do together. What could you get together for? Water shuttles are our biggest one. The water shuttle. Okay. Yep. So, so you guys have like the superior tanker shuttle certification out here in PEI? I don't know if we would have that. I know we do have a certification. Okay. Because we had to, we just did it a few years ago with O'Leary. We had to pump so many gallons of water per minute in order to receive it. And we just met the criteria. Okay, so that's the fire underwriter superior tanker yeah. shuttle certification. Okay. Yeah, so we just got that a few years. We got, we always had it, but we got to renew it every couple of years. Yeah, so. okay. Yeah. Which is a big, that's a big thing. Like to have that is incredible, actually. Well, every fire department in West Prince would have been there, which would be, Miskush, Wellington, Time Valley, Lennox Island, O'Leary, West Point, Alberton, Tignesh, Mimnigash. So it's worth it to get out there to those training sessions and see yeah. everybody working together and pumping. And If we go to that, it's mostly our tanker. Yeah. The firefighters can go and help if they can, yeah. but the tanker is what does all the work for that, unless we host it here. No question, yeah. We'll do some training with our neighboring department in Wellington, too. We'll do like ATV training there. Kind of like remote rescue stuff. Yes. Yeah. Anything where it's kind of cheaper to go together and get it all done at yeah, once. Yeah, right. It's just kind of because we're going to be working together if uh, them calls and stuff come in. Actually, just recently, Summerside contacted us and we're actually going to be going in there this Monday to do some uh, RIT training. So okay. We're going to be doing some rapid intervention. Into the training. big smoke, into the big show. Into the big show. <laughs> we're in the we're city, city so. boys. <laughs> so that should be interesting and that'll be, it's good to work with them guys too right yeah of course learn their techniques <clears throat> yeah and to be fair i think that even like the big ones it's good to work with some smaller places too and we can all learn from each other right there's uh nowhere that i don't go where it's like i never saw that before or look at this new thing or 
right? Yours happened to be a cage in your bar, but everybody's got something that I never saw before. And those are the kinds of things I love, right? As soon as we walked in, sorry, it's so crowded, but you know, the forestry firefighters, their truck, they lost their building. So you decided that you'd put it inside your building until they could get their stuff rebuilt. And that just screams that whole firefighter thing, right? Somebody's in need. We have a spot, we figure it out. Doesn't work out great for us, but it helps them. And so that's all that matters, right? Exactly. Love that stuff. Okay, um, let's today, what are we gonna do today? Let's start with uh, favorite color. What's your favorite color for a fire truck? Travis gets to go first, Kenny, you gotta wait. Honestly, I've listened to a lot of your podcasts and I've looked up a lot of trucks in my past days. I really like the black ones, the black, fire trucks oh, all like all black like jack yeah. daniels black yeah wow okay. I, really, I really like that color on the fire truck it looks nice that's new i work in a detail i used to work in detailing businesses right i hate cleaning black of course not yeah. gonna lie you'd, you'd hate it as a fire truck probably but it looks good i guess yes. when it's clean it looks amazing when it's dirty no nah, i don't like it yeah i'm down with that all black then yeah that's what you're going with all i right. like them jack daniels trucks They're okay nice. kenny red and black red and black Black over red or red over black? Red over black. Yeah. Nice. Black fenders and stuff like that. Okay. Like two-toned? That's, yeah. That's how you like it. That's how I like them. I like it opposite of that. Oh, yes? Yeah. But that's my two favorite colors. I work for Chestmere, so we have these huge, like, foot-deep blue stripes that go all the way across our truck. That drives me like that. eh? Yeah, it just drives me nuts. Right? Yeah, so... I think we get that from the neighboring county. It's like not even ours. So hopefully once we get some new trucks, we can pick a new, something new. But I also like there's some orange and black ones down in the States. Yeah. So it'll be all orange body and then kind of black. So black fenders and and black around the windows and some stuff like that. So I kind of like those ones too, but yeah. We're all allowed to like our own, I guess. That's the thing. I hate yellow. Everyone has a different. No, I hate yellow. I don't, I like don't yellow even. Either. I'm glad they get rid yeah, of the yellow. I got to quit saying that on here because people send me yellow fire trucks every single day trying to piss me <laughs> off. But yeah, yellow is just, I, we had all yellow ones when I first started and I'd be like, who picked this color? Right. <laughs> then we went to all white ones and I thought that was pretty awesome until winter came. And then I was like, all white. Yeah. All white. In the land of nice. snow. Like we're no. eight months of snow and four months of, you know. Just barely not snow. That was interesting. You got to tell me what it's like around here in the summertime with all the tourists. How does that impact your call volume and your, I'm going to snap some tourists heads off level. You can pretty well guarantee that there's going to be at least two to three fender menders right in front of our fire hall every summer. As they're pulling into the museum next door. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That or they're staring at the church and smock the light changed and. We don't notice tours as much around here than, say, Cavendish area. Right, okay. That's a big drawdown. Cavendish there. will get a lot of calls in the summer due to tourists. Must be some, like, though, when you... Because, like, you guys would go into Summerside just down the road for shopping or whatever. Yeah. They must annoy you. It's hard sometimes. to drive sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you're wondering why they're on the roads and... Why they're here and why yeah. there's so many. And Do you get many drop-ins? Do people stop at your fire hall? Just, like, you're kind of right on the main highway here. We do. Every Monday night we have train in our meeting, right? So the bays are always open and everyone's always welcome and they're always stopping in and he's might be a firefighter from Ontario. Yeah, you want to trade a patch or, or do you yeah, guys exactly. sell shirts or whatever. Goes back to that brotherhood. That part's pretty cool. All right, we're getting down to the end here. So I want to get to lightning round wishes. We're not going to do the whole fire service. We're going to do just the Muskush fire service. 
I'm feeling cheap today, so you're only going to get two wishes each. What would you wish for to make the Muskush Fire Service better? You get two wishes each. And we're going to let Kenny start because he's dying right now. He's, I'm uh, not dying, actually. Oh, you were dying because I might ask you. All right, we'll let Travis start then. <laughs> One I would really like to see that we're trying, that we're working on right now is water supply. We only have two areas in Muskosh that we can get water from. One we call Black Pond, and the other one's just a bridge that we can draft from. Right now, we're working on getting some deep water wells and a few other things so we can get some more water because there's some spots that we're traveling 10 minutes for water. And sometimes that's not feasible for us because if we yeah. can't get tankers, we can't get the water. So. And I mean, you got a massive tanker, right? Yeah. 5,000 gallons. But uh, once that's gone, it's gone and you got to fill it back up. So that makes some sense for sure. Usually, we don't empty our tanker. Okay. We'll half empty it, then send it back to get filled up because by then we have another one showing up with extra water. So especially yeah, with the mutual, mutual aid that you've yeah. got here, that's if good. we can't empty it, we won't empty it. Yeah, put it that way. Good. Okay, that's one wish, Kenny. I think upgrade and maybe some vehicles. Yeah. I think we have a good fleet, but I think that uh, there's newer technology out there and. Yeah, they start to get old fast, don't they? Even if they're not old, the technology can race away. So what would you be looking for? What kind of vehicle? Well, we're in the midst of getting a new pumper. That'll be coming soon, and that'll be a nice upgrade for us. Yeah. Or it'll be another frontline truck. And So you're wishing for stuff you're already getting. I know. I don't know if you understand wishes that well, Kenny. Let's go back to Travis and see what... <laughs> <laughs> oh, another wish. Jeez, I don't know. I don't know. We're pretty fortunate. I mean, Wait, we are have, you ever? Like Holy, we have what kind of firefighters gear? are you guys? You don't even ha use any wishes for fancy equipment well, or like, trucks? Or we could or... wish for a new haul and wish for... That's one thing I would see, wish for. We're <laughs> catching on now. Like, see, Kenny, look at how that worked. I'd like to get some wheelie chairs that don't squeak. <laughs> <laughs> My next wish would be, I love our haul. Nothing wrong with our haul. It's nice and big. We it is. It's big, yeah. I would like bigger bays. To be honest, we back the trucks in. It is tight, hard to see. We do have room in there whenever, like, the forestry truck isn't here, but it'd be nice to have a little more room. Yeah. Just so the trucks are a little further. I can't apart. remember what's on the one end, but one side's the museum. You're not going to have any luck expanding out there past the museum, probably. What's on the other end? Well, just right below our gym is actually the council office. So that's all that's in this building is the council oh, office. Oh, perfect. So we could punt them out and yeah. put some bays they, in they there. Yeah. Yeah, right. maybe they'll hear this. Maybe who knows, right? Could happen. We could get them an ATCO trailer or something. They could put their offices over there, <laughs> give up their space. That sounds like how it works in politics, eh? Yeah. Oh well. See, I got you fired up. You got to the expensive stuff. It took a while, but yeah, we got you exactly. there. Eh? See, a community-minded person doesn't want to. <laughs> that's right. I don't want to pay more taxes exactly. to have another. That's right. No, that's fair. Okay, I want to talk a little bit before we go here about this new pumper you're getting. Mm -hmm. What's new about this thing? What's fancy? What's coming? So it's supposed to be a metal fab Freightliner. It's going to be pretty much the meat to our um, main attack pumper now. Same size pump. I think it's same amount of water. But our biggest thing that we find, and Travis will probably say the same thing, is scene lighting. Oh, yeah. Like, we're supposed to hopefully get a scene light on the top of it that whenever we arrive one. to scene. And, and it'll all be LED now. Exactly. You get the LED package, all the fancy, shiny stuff, right? It amazes me. The last time I was at the Acres plant, they were showing us the new Wayland lighting. That uh, So it's full intensity. And then when you're driving, it can actually go down in intensity. So half speed. And then when you pull the park brake on, it slows down. And not only how bright it is, but how fast it blinks. So, and they've done all this research to say, you know, so it's not so blinding when people are driving up to you. 
So like at nighttime, be maybe less. Exactly, less it has a photo cell, so it actually goes through. Daytime, be a little bit more with the sun. Yeah. See, that's what I mean about new technology and, you know, upgrading. All of these different things. Yeah, yeah right? so like, I mean, I wouldn't even have known that if I didn't stop the plant and they showed me a bunch of that stuff. But And then, you know, the water cannons that pop up and down and, yeah. uh, and any of those big command lights, right? I mean, when you could take a picture at night with your camera and the flash it's doesn't like have to go off, you're like, <laughs> Now that's a light. Yeah, that's a light. <laughs> right? yeah. And now you do, with LED lights, you don't have to have generators and stuff. It'll just run off the battery. And so like all that stuff is big game changer stuff. Uh, no question about it, right? I know the way our hose beds are going to be on the new trucks a little different as well. Our cross lays are going to be a little lower because right now we're climbing on top of the truck trying to pack our cross lays. And it's just, it's not fun to pack it, especially in the wintertime. Yeah. So we're incorporating a lower cross lay. Nice. Maybe a slide out. Oh, so something you could kind of pre-pack it and then just stick it in there and hook it up. And yeah, it's all those new technology pieces. And I mean, not just besides that, the chassis will come with new technology. Yeah, exactly. You know, the builders come up with new stuff all the time. I was looking at the other day because we're getting ready to buy some trucks too and having the whole back come out, the whole hose bed come out and lower down. There's a few of those out there now. So we're going to design that, have it come right out. So we don't even have to go up on the back of the truck anymore and be able to do it all at waist, waist height, right? pack it back into the truck and so there's a lot of cool stuff out there no question about it hmm. all right boys i gotta tell you we come to the end here i'm so happy to be here thanks for having me out again thanks, thanks for, for taking coming. the day and uh you know we got to go for some lunch and we're going for some fire hall tours after this and pumped to be back out here in pei and uh to see all you guys again we're always glad to have you you're yeah. always welcome that's exactly. uh open door policy maybe i'll see you both in ottawa in september that's right hopefully hopefully all right thanks that's season two episode 25 growing up fire thanks for listening to growing up fire today follow me on instagram at chief coots to comment or send questions we appreciate your support